Welcome to the 10 Minute Life Lesson Podcast. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. When this timer hits 9 minutes and 55 seconds in this recording, you'll have a fully developed life lesson that you can take with you and begin immediately implementing. The podcast falls under the umbrella of my greater personal development efforts, all under the Your Better You brand. For information on accountability coaching or to gain access to tools, tricks, or life hacks, visit yourbetteryou.info. Thank you for joining me on the journey today. Now, here is this week's life lesson. Five years ago, I wrote a memoir for myself, literally for myself. It wasn't a very great book. I would not suggest you buy it. And my plans on updating it five years later have been sort of stymied, but we'll probably get something on that fairly soon. The purpose of writing that book, that memoir, was just to kind of prove that I could do it. Short amount of time before my birthday that came up in September, and I was able to make it happen. Because I worked in broadcasting and had some connections, I had a chance to do some interviews on the book, and you had a chance to talk to a uh, one of my mentors who uh, interviewed me on doing the book. And he talked about how we created it, how I created it, how I put it together, and how I took bits and pieces of life to turn it into something there. And he made a comment that um, he wouldn't figure out that anybody would want to buy his book if he wrote one because he'd have to name names. What would make it interesting was the names that would be named. And since he wasn't quite ready to do that, he didn't think he'd sell many books. I wasn't naming any names in the book, although there were some interesting pieces there that come up back and forth in commentary here. But it was not a book about a tell-all. It was just basically a challenge to get something done. However, in hindsight, the words that he said that day about being able to name names, be able to tell stories after the fact, really did hit me very hard in the thought process of how I continued in my progress in broadcasting and now at this point as well. Because part of the thing that brings people to the table for the tell-all books or the info or the aftermath stuff or autobiographies or things that are written posthumously is what actually happened. The stories behind the stories. People are drawn into the true crime genre of podcasts and stories and television shows because you get to see the stories behind the stories. The intrigue the outrage, sometimes the total outlandishness of what goes on behind the scenes as opposed to what the general public knows in the moment because we obviously don't know all the answers up front and we're obviously holding or there's obviously answers being held back because some of them are kind of gruesome. Some of them may affect the actual investigation. But after the fact, after it's done, after you see the handshake deal being made, after you see the big arrest being done, after you see the triumphant win of a team, you want to know how they got there. Stories that always intrigued me were the stories of the original Dream Team, the basketball team created by stars like Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, the true stars of the game at the time who decided to come together as professionals and the obvious best in the world as the the Americans, the United States was faltering as the best in the world with the amateurs playing basketball, mostly because the other nations were bringing in their professionals to take on our amateurs. And so the talent was not lined up. Some of the stories behind the scenes tell you some of the stories that are legendary behind some of the athletes we love and give us some reasons to not quite love them as we probably did or should not have in the case. But those stories were so amazing about stories about Michael Jordan staying up all night playing cards with the guys and them getting up and blowing out other teams, their ability to do that. Stories about how some folks who you thought got along well, he's played very well, didn't actually get along and some of the personalities that didn't quite fit so well that worked out better on the court because they had a mission as opposed to in the actual boardroom where they actually had to talk to each other. Stories like that always intrigue me. 
But back to me, if you will, and back to telling stories. In the middle of my current transition, coming out of broadcasting, going into more freelancing stuff, it would be very, very easy, and it's been very, very tempting to do some of the salacious stories that I've witnessed and been through and suffered through and survived in my broadcasting life. Some of those stories I've actually brought out in certain pieces for different things and learning because that's how you learn from the things that happen. But doing a tell-all, doing an expose, doing a kind of a name-dropping type book, if you will, isn't exactly the way that you should go and the way that I'm going to go going forward. However, the stories that you know, everything that you survive is a story, is a story you should try, start working on to tell. Because everything you should survive is a story that someone else probably needs so they can get through something they're dealing with or maybe just avoid it altogether if they kind of know what's going to happen. So here's my thought processes on the stories behind the stories. Number one, make sure you actually know the story. There are a lot of instances in our lives where we live to tell, to tell, to beyond. We live through the fight to fight another day. But in actuality, we don't actually know the other side of the story. We don't understand what the motivations of our opposers were, what the motivations of our enemies were, maybe still are, why things played out the way they did and why the fight that you had to oppose was either so strong or not so strong. Going back to basketball, one of the funniest things, and we talk about relationships in the media, on the court, and in perception, is looking and looking back at the history of the Lakers and the Celtics, specifically the Larry Bird versus the Magic Johnson Lakers. There was a hated rivalry on the court between the players. There's not so much a hated rivalry between the players now, and in actuality, a lot of that was essentially marketing. It was marketing Larry Bird as the country kid and Magic Johnson as the city kid and Lakers as the glitzy team and the Celtics as the lunch pail team and going back and forth on that end. But if you talk to the players at the time, there was a sort of mutual hate that was a wrapped up mutual respect for each other. But at the same time, as they've gotten older, as they have advanced, as they've done more things together, you get to see that they actually had more respect. And a lot of the play up was really played up by the media. And of course, the fans ate up to it. Kids love the fact that they can wear either the yellow shoes or the green shoes, picking for which side of the aisle they wanted, which coast they wanted to represent, which team they thought was the more talented team between the Celtics and the Lakers way back when. Number two is don't be so quick to tell the story because stories, just like a fine wine, age well or not so well. So you have to know exactly when the right time it is to get the story out. Sometimes you need to tell something right away because information is something that needs to take care of, needs to fix something in the moment. That is sometimes the case. If there's a crime being committed, yes, you let people know exactly what's going on right now. But sometimes the story doesn't seem to make sense in the moment or people aren't ready to hear the story because of the players involved. They may really love someone and don't want to hear hateful stuff. They may really hate someone and aren't quite ready to embrace the love. You have to make sure it's time to tell the right story, and we'll get to what the right story is in a moment. But the timing is has to be perfect for when you tell the story to get the proper effect. So when you're ready to tell all and name names and get the fame and glory from the salaciousness you're going to give, you have to make sure that the people are ready for that type of story. And of course, the right story. You need to basically write it out, edit it, two, three, four, five drafts of it, test it in front of different crowds. Because what you'll find out in the based on a true story genre is 
The true stories are based on true, but they're not exactly true as as you see them. They've been they've been dramatized. They've been cleaned up. A lot of times you'll see like a movie, for example, where it's based on a story, and they will mash up different characters and different people to sort of represent a person or a group of people because it's not perfect for the story, not enough time to explain what's going on, something didn't really happen. Sometimes things are taken out of context and placed out of place to put more emphasis in the dramatic experts of the story, but don't quite tell the story as it happened. Many stories are actually pretty darn boring once you actually hear how they happen, and so they have to play them up for the laughs or the tears to bit more people in there so that they'll buy it and sometimes literally buy it as opposed to just going through and living it because there's two different experiences. There is something to telling all tales and giving salacious details and naming names. There's also something to being very, very discreet in how you discuss things. If you're ready to tell your story, if your story is grand and must be told, or maybe not so grand, but I think all stories must be told, you've got to do three things. Make sure the time is right. Make sure the story is right. And of course, Make sure you actually know the details because when someone questions you on the other side, you've got to be able to counter it or maybe even use that to pepper your actual story. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is a podcast that we try to batch ahead of time, but you know sometimes we get kind of lax on it. But as a podcast, a release on Thursday evenings for Friday, and then we give it a whole week to grow on you guys and jump on it. And we're very happy that you guys jumped on it. Actually, we're very happy for a very um, significant increase in listenership. So thank you so much for everyone who has shared the podcast and who have shared the experience, because in our transition period, we need we definitely need the numbers of people who are engaging with us. Also, the people engaging literally sending emails to us at your better you info at gmail.com email me directly at jclivenpain dot at gmail.com thank you so much for all that interaction so here's the salesy stuff we've gone through our 10 minutes actually nine and a half minutes of content so this is the part where i need you to help me keep this thing going from where we're at so obviously this podcast which is 10-Minute Life Lesson, and the Steps Your Better You podcast, 90 seconds in that one. You can find them at yourbetteryou.info. Look for those, and just if you just want to search for them on your whatever podcast you like, we're all over place. Search for 10-Minute Life Lesson. Search for Steps Your Better You. Search for Jay Cleveland Payne. Subscribe to the podcast so that we get more listeners and more support that way. Also, share the podcast with others, like-minded people looking to improve themselves, so we have more people in the conversation. Respond to me directly by emailing the show, the shows, yourbetteryouinfo at gmail.com. Me personally, jclevenpain at gmail.com. My main email or main website, should say, is jclevenpain.net. Working to clear those things up very quickly so we get back on track on things there as well. Going to make it nice and short and sweet for this week because we've done all we can we're doing what we're doing and as we said working through the transition work through new stuff we're so glad that even though most of you aren't along with me for my professional broadcasting journey anymore you're still along with me as i work on my personal improvement and help you guys get there as well because it's all about you getting better thank you so much for being a part of the journey helping me because without you there is no me there is no this and make sure you're back again one more time from one more week I want to say one more, but we'll do more. But next week will be one more week, one more time. We keep on doing it 
for this podcast, which is the 10-Minute Life Lesson Podcast from yourbetteryou.info.